Hello and welcome to Daddy OFM, broadcasting live from West Hollywood, California. Joining us today in studio is photographer and our entertainment reporter, James Dimmick. We'll be talking Tyson, Statham, and shooting lions for Empire. I'm your host, Jonathan Bukalil, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, James, and welcome to the show. Hello, mate. How's it going? All right, and welcome to California. Good to have you here in town. Can I just... just uh State that I did not shoot Cecil. Yes, that is shooting okay, with the camera. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> he was shooting lions, but not actually shooting lions. <laughs> yes. And so welcome to California. It's good to see you live and in the Thanks, studio. Uh, James is an old friend of mine, fellow photographer, and uh, someone who we hope to have as a regular on the show. Uh, so first off, James, I just wanted to uh, get you to take us through your early career and how did you get started in photography? Uh, well, I got started, went to college and did all of that, but then I uh, started working in London and assisted a few people, some kind of big people and stuff, and then got my first break, got a nice nice little shoot, um, went out to Paris and shot um, Rupert Everett, actually, oh, yeah. it's kind of a funny story. Yeah. Uh, I got a, got a call from um, Izzy Blow, like Isabella Blow, yeah. stylist, lovely lady, uh, no longer with us, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Izzy asked me if I, you know, if I had time at the weekend to, to go on a little trip to Paris. So, um, so me and her jumped on the Eurostar and went out, out to Paris to uh, you know, spend the day with, with Rupert. And, uh, and that was your first shoot? How, how yeah. did you, had you, you'd been insisting for a while, but had you been taking a lot of your own pictures or was this kind yeah, of... Yeah, I was, well, yeah, I was you know, obviously always you know, taking my own pictures and doing that kind of stuff. And I you know, built up a little bit of a book and all the rest of it. And I'd, I'd met Izzy on numerous occasions when I'd been assisting. And you know, we sort of hit up a bit of a rapport and stuff. And she was... She's, you know, she liked to sort of nurture new talent, as we all know. Yeah. She nurtured, you know, Alexander McQueen from the start, and you know, there's other few people as well. So, I was very honoured to, you know, for that to be my first shoot, and uh, she was a pretty special lady. So oh, absolutely, a fashion legend. So, yeah, but, but let's let's backtrack a little bit because I mm. want want to find out um, what actually made you pick up the camera or even think about doing photography. Were you were you doing photos at college uh, or? Yeah, it was it was like college thing. I I always wanted to do advertising. I always had all these ideas, and you know, still do for the concepts and stuff I do. So yeah. I was like sketching stuff out, and I you know I went a few interviews for um, uh, to do a degree in advertising, and it was you know I had some photography in my you know portfolio and stuff, and they they suggested that my sketch work wasn't up to scratch <laughs> and maybe I should just keep using the camera. Oh, okay, and yeah. I was like, yeah, fuck you then, all right. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, kind of went from there really and, you know, can't complain, I guess. Yeah, no, it's been going amazingly well and uh, James is actually here shooting uh, for Netflix doing uh, portraits of all the, the, the stars from their originally produced programming and we'll chat about that, that later. So... Um, you were off on the train over to Paris to do your first shoot, and how, how did it go? It was yeah, it was good. It was kind of like she's she's quite a character, so it's it's yeah, it was one of those we turn up and like it's like very flamboyant styling and like you know kind of epic sort of thing, and it's like uh, it was it was an interesting day. It was like great. Rupert was lovely, and it's like you know it's we got some lovely pictures, and it was mm. it was the cover of Sunday Times magazine shoot, so it was kind of, oh, cool. it was kind of nice for oh, that's me. A, that's like, a, yeah. an amazing start. Yeah, and it's um it's just I just never forget like the the running to grab the Eurostar on the way back, <laughs> and I'm I'm running and in front of me is Izzy Blow like bless her in head to toe sort of like leather and zip sort of bondage McQueen <laughs> with a crazy Philip Tracy hat. And, uh, and just pe people just staring, and I was just like, this, "That's your, your this typical is Eurostar outfit." Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a, yeah, so, and so I obviously travel in that same outfit to this day. So. <laughs> that I've not seen, but mm. I would like to see some photos. Yeah. Security. <laughs> and so, so what? What some of the other uh, publications I, I, that you've shot for? I know you shot for ID in the face. Uh, yeah, I mean, those are the ones I started working for, and obviously the Sunday Times back in the day, and then it, it kind of develops, and then there was more. I started shooting more and more music stuff for the face, and it's like right. I, I sort of strangely became the little white boy who could handle the big black guy. <laughs> and it's like they like they sent me off to Paris again to shoot Diddy, and um, that was 
quite an epic experience. Can I can I ask if you had the the uh, neck tattoo at the at the at the at, time? At this point, no, I didn't. Oh, okay. I was I was pure at this point. Oh, were you? I was uncorrupted. Really? Were you? Well, no, zero no, apart, tattoos. No, no, apart from my ske sketchy teenage one, which we shall not discuss. Because <laughs> at the yeah. moment, James does have a full sleeve and a bit of a neck tattoo poking out of his t-shirt. So that might have been um, the reason why. But no, okay. No, that came later. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell us a bit about those shoots. The Diddy one was pretty special. It, this was back in the day. This was not long after Biggie had been shot. Right. So it, security was high. I mean, his his guys were were packing. It's like right. Yeah. Oh, so that's what I was going to say. Was it just um, was it uh, professional security? Or was it a couple of extra guys in no, Adidas? No, he was, he, with, he, uh, he was traveling. He was yeah. traveling with these guys, and they they were armed, and that was quite you know it's kind of kind of special. I was going to say very rock and roll, but it's actually very hip hop. Yes. Um, yeah, and how how did that affect the day? Having like that sort of tension. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess that's why I got these jobs and I kept getting. Them, I suppose it's like it's only when I sit down now and talk about it, reflect on it, and go, yeah, it's kind of a bit, you know, sketchy. Yeah. Time. But it's you know that you just take it. You've got, for instance, for that, you know, we we literally had two hours from the minute he rolled in to rolls out to get right. like a cover shoot and you, you, right. you just got to focus you just got to go yeah. you got to be ready and and you know just hope nothing you know hope nobody pulls a nine on you <laughs> and that's the interesting thing because it, it's like a, i mean especially these days everyone can take a great photo um you know given the opportunity to be a bit but the the trick or the the skill is the talent is to on that day when when uk Okay, you've got two hours with with the with this celebrity or musician, and that often turns into fifteen well, I was minutes. Say, yeah, it's yeah. There's been yeah. I've been down to yeah. There's a there's, yeah. Should we should we certain that there's a certain uh, Beckham where yeah yeah where David gave me seven minutes for the. Oh, you had of, seven. Yeah, yeah. It was like ESPN were promised four hours, and right. I laughed because I knew, and it, we got down to seven minutes with him and Zidane together. So yeah. anyway, but yeah. Well, then, then there's a question that then you just have to be. You've got seven minutes to be talented. You have to be talented now and on cue and have um and have yeah it's it's all down to preparation and it's right. i've been doing this long enough now that when somebody tells me you've got two hours i immediately divide it by two and yeah. then you you know you factor it in and i always who you know I had this conversation with somebody i meet with earlier today and they were asking me and i said well it's the job is 50 percent um photographer the rest is down to sort of public relations and child psychologist in some <laughs> cases it's like you you know you've you've got someone in the room and you have to you, you have to assess them very quickly mm. and gain their confidence if it's the first time you're working with them and understand their needs and your needs and and meet in the middle very quickly because mm. you the end of the day you're there to create a great image and and they, they want the best for them but you know there's there's you know there's a lot of factors to what, what do you think uh, the proportion of, say, people? Because I always find I'm always quite surprised how kind of nervous celebrities are at, at having their their, yeah, their yeah. photos taken. And what do you say with the ratio of people that are up for it? Let's go, great performers, and others that are just kind of stand there like it's, they've never seen a camera. Yeah, in their yeah it is kind of crazy. You'd be surprised. It's like I'm obviously I won't name names, but I mean. Lot, lot of people in TV and films obviously are so used to being in character and in a, an amazing environment and a set and they're in a zone and that and then then you're asked to like take them into a, a white studio yeah and take them out of character yeah. and and there's no and script no, no props. script no props yeah. and and you're and this like rabbit in headline like you've, yeah. you've been doing this for 30 years <laughs> I, and then but but I've you know, I've learned there's certain tricks to it. So, like, I often will try and create a scenario, so right, or create a character for them, or right. imagine this is occurring, yeah. and and that sometimes helps with them. Stuff yeah, and, absolutely. And, um, so that's the that's a, one of the sort of tricks to use. Yeah, and speaking of um, of speaking of props and and scenarios to set up, let's jump in straight to your shoot. Uh, for Empire with the with the with the lions because <laughs> I've, I've I've seen that all you know it came out a little while ago yeah. but when it came out those billboards were everywhere and, and they're they're uh, bloody brilliant pictures I love oh, them cheers, man. and the colours the composition and and everything is great so mm. uh, take us through the day and uh, did, did the, who's turned up on set well, first <laughs> well first of all let me let me say it's that was for Fox and I love the guys and girls at Fox and I've you know got a good relationship and yeah. I've worked worked for them through the years doing other campaigns and stuff and um 
and I'll, I'll take you through the whole process because yeah. you basically, you know, we have a conversation a few weeks before and then they send, send you a load of sketch concepts and stuff and we work through what will work and what won't work and stuff. Um, and yeah, and they send me this stuff through these lions and when I first got it, I'm like, okay, we're getting stuffed, stuffed lions. lions. Okay, yeah. and they're like, they're like, no, no, we're, we're getting real lions. And I'm like, oh shit, here we go, here we go. Um, and so basically the, we created all the sets and worked out the framing for all the shots and um, and you're, there's no way on earth you're allowed talent near, mm. near live lions. Um, so, you know, we planned it all and then so the first day we built the sets, we lit it. And we bring in the, the lions. Yeah. We bring in Major, the 450-pound <laughs> man-eating lion. Um, I was a little concerned when, when his, his handler, who's had him since he was a cub, doesn't even go near him and right. throws down raw meat for yeah. where he's going to walk. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. All, all the guys from Fox, all that have come up with these great creative ideas, who are usually like, next to me by the camera having a laugh, right. are strangely away in a green room, like 50 feet away yeah. behind a locked door. And I'm Still, like, yeah. watching, watching on a monitor yeah. going, get closer, get closer. And I'm like, Can you, you just get a little bit closer? What about a wider angle, perhaps? They're, they're actually texting me images of people being eaten by lions while I've shot <laughs> shooting. So that was kind of amusing. But um, yeah, so it, it's... That's one of those days again where you focus and it's like, right. okay, let's, you know, let's. It's again, weird. it's, it's time because like, it can't. It's, yeah, it's it's a time pressure because you've got to get this done. But it's almost an out of body experience because like it's now we can sit and joke about mm. it and it's like, uh, yeah, because I ended up with a wide angle lens and like at one point I'm looking through the camera right. and I'm like I'm shooting this and I can feel my one assistant is in the room be like just mm. shaking next to me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but I'm in wide angle lens so I'm like, oh. and I pull away from there and like and this line is literally four foot from me and I'm like. Oh, shit. Yeah, just one little lean yeah, forward and a, a little, swipe oh, with a he's paw. A, he's a little hungry. <laughs> and it's like, um, so, yeah, and um, but I had all these ideas. We had all these luxurious couches that the talent was going to sit on, right. like um, Terence and um, Taraji. And I was like, yeah, if we could just get the, the lion up on that couch. And the, the lion, um, I'm going to say tamer, but it's not a lion handler. handler was, um, yeah. He was like, yeah, no, you got to remove that. It, it, if he likes that, he'll just tear into it and he right. will not leave it until he's destroyed it. Well, and that like, might have been a good shot, but our, not quite Our department what you were going panicked for. slightly yeah. at this. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it, there's a, there was a lot of planning uh, to do with it, but um, but it worked out in the end. And um, it's, you know, it was. And did know. the stars come in any contact with the uh, dangerous animals? No, no, no next no, day, no, right? No, yeah, no, they're, yeah that's, that's a whole different yeah. group of handling in its own. So they, they come in the following day. But. Um, so just because one of the things I like to do uh, here is, is to hear people's process. So, so the, you've got um, the, the lead actress of scratching the head of the lion. Did you actually have one of your assistants sitting down so her head <laughs> so could, could be scratch scratched? Head. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we obviously shot the day before in the joy of digital. So we, right. brought, up, we brought up the plate of the, the, the lion. Yeah. So they, they got the concept and they yeah. loved it. And, so, yeah. and she playfully, hey, she's an actress. She yeah. can, you know, she can yeah. work green screen if she needs yeah. to. So, <laughs> right. she, you know, so Taraji was there and she was like toying, like joking, like delicately <laughs> stroking the mane of yeah. the lion. But... Um, yeah, so it, it, it worked pretty pretty well. So yeah, yeah so it's a brilliant shot. Um, Thanks, man. And uh, so uh, so let's talk about Mr. Tyson, one of the the, yeah. the great characters of. Uh, that's that was a pretty special one. That, that's one of those ones you, you get the call and it's like I love my job. Yeah. So I, I get because I know you've been a, a boxing fan and a Tyson. Yeah, fan yeah. I mean, years, I'm like you know, it's like I I remember being in a pub in London when like we thought. You know, we thought Bruno was going to yeah. knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, enough I about that. I was in the I, pub that time. Yeah, I, it's quite funny, actually. I, um, I took along, like, a, a print of the moment when Tyson knocked Bruno out. Right. I got that signed by did Mike. You? Yeah, did yeah. you? So I've got, I've got that and, and gloves signed by Mike. It's quite funny. But no, it was, I got the... What did he say when you brought the the, the, the photo of him just... <laughs> <laughs> Basically did an impression of Bruno. Brilliant. So, yeah, very good. Very good. But, uh, yeah, no, that, oh. that was one of those those um, phone calls you get. And it's like, hey, this, this is GQ. We're wondering if you yeah. want to go to Vegas for the weekend to shoot Mike Tyson. I'm like, yeah. it's the hangover. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, it, it was epic. It was, you know, and it, it was, there's just some beautiful moments in the day. We obviously get there and set up. And initially, yeah, it was just going to be a studio shoot. Um, and myself and uh, Warren Jackson, who's a, a very good friend of mine and was art director at GQ, we had this idea mm. of like, let's, we want to get him in a spit and sawdust like gym where he used to train. Let's okay. do this proper. Yep. And um, we investigated and literally six blocks from our studio in Vegas was an old gym that when oh, Tyson cool. was a teenager, he came and trained there. Oh, really? So we take a walk down there and um, 
we speak to the guys running it, and they go, yeah, we know Mikey, yeah, bring him down, bring him down. <laughs> so, you know, Mike turns up, we put the proposition to him, and yeah, it's cool. And we Literally, that's one of the shots, is like, is him shadow boxing me in the alley. Right. That's, that's walking to the gym. Right. And uh, and this, it just got better and better. We walk into the gym, and um, Mayweather Senior is in the ring, oh, training yeah? the next hopeful, wow. like, um, fighter. So and I, none of this was no, and this was not pre-arranged. No, this was pure chance. They were just there, and then the Mike gym, comes in. It's big hug. So, yeah. so all of a sudden, I'm in a boxing ring <laughs> with Mayweather Senior and Mike Tyson. Unbelievable! And I'm like, this, you know, it doesn't, you know, that's that's when you go. It's like, yeah. you know, this is dream job. So. Yeah, and and yeah. and like the, the photography. That's when photography is the best, and it makes up for all the the phone calls and the hanging around and all that. And and like, that's what you do for those moments of, of just pure kind of magic. And yeah, well that's that's what photography is. It's mm. capturing a moment. Yeah. And there's, there's one thing to be said about creating these great concepts where you create this epic image and stuff, but you just can't beat stuff like that. Yeah, and um, that was a, that was an idea on set at the time and um, not pre-planned and to have no. that, that, that room to be able to, to and, the t and the confidence of the, the, the art director to, to go, yes, let's go you know, out of here and find somewhere else. That's, Who knows what will yeah. happen? And to have that kind of—that's when the when the magic in photography happens is when you give it some room. Exactly. That's that's the joy of working with like you know really confident art directors. I mean, yeah. like Warren and I've been friends for years and stuff, and we've you know been in a few scrapes like that. But it's <laughs> like, but it's that you get the shots you know you need, yeah. and then it's you've it's icing on the cake time. Yeah. It's like let's. You know, yeah. Let's push this and see what we get, and mm. and it was great. And with what, a such a such a great kind of uh, background and 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 atmosphere, the the, the icing must have the, the 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 shots you needed to get must have come very quickly. So it must have been just one of those fun shoots to it do. Was, yeah, I mean, wait, there's there's a few moments in it. It's very funny. Like, um, I I think Mike Mike was pretty tired or something. So he turns up and he gets dressed, and we get two shots done. One of them is him sitting on a couch, mm. and then. He just sat back and fell asleep. <laughs> and so what Warren turns to me and goes, wake him up. I'm like, no. you fucking wake him up. It's like, you know, it's like, it's yeah. like he goes, prod him, prod him. I'm yeah. like, it's like prodding like, a sleeping lion. Yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> so we're back to the lions. Yeah. But uh, but that, again, that's just one of those hilarious moments. It's like, you know, it's like, Asleep, wake him up! Like, yeah. You fucking wake him up! Someone get a stick. Yeah, exactly. A yeah, very long taser or something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, he was it was great. And you know, at the end of the day, like you get a hug from Mike Tyson. He's like, yeah. I feel like he's gonna crack my ribs. But yeah. it's like you know, it's like well, he's a legend, man. It's, he is. You don't yeah. you don't get bigger than that. I, I, so. I so remember the lead up to the, uh, the to that fight with um, with Bruno in, yeah. in London. It was you <laughs> could you could see the kind of fear in his eyes as he, he's trying to talk up a. A big game, but he but he knows he's just in for a walloping. Yeah. So let's talk about another one of uh, your regular your, your the regular people that have shot and and um, uh, Facebook doppelganger is Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> Funny man. Now I've shot Jason a couple of times or three, or two or three. Anyway, the, yeah. yeah. The the first time we were doing um, an Entertainment Weekly um, story, and this is a few years ago before you know when he was still. I mean, he was still a star, but yeah. wasn't the epic level he is now and stuff. Um, and I had this concept, as I often do, it's like Steve McQueen. I mean, you don't get yeah. better, better than... William Claxton's book of Steve McQueen is, like, classic. And, oh, like, cool. I, you know, I challenge any photographer to say that they, they haven't tried to rip it off at yeah. some point. Um, and there's that, there's that one shot of, like, Steve McQueen driving, um, and, you know, and, and it's... Obviously, William was in the the passenger seat and stuff, and so I took this to Jason. I was like, well, "Want to do this?" And we hired an old um, uh, roof down Cadillac, yeah. um, and we were like, "We're going up PCH," mm. and I'm sitting next to him, um, and we, you know, I'm taking shots as Jason's driving and stuff, and we're just like goofing around. Um, and he turns to me and he goes, "Oh, let me see that." And he goes, "Oh, well, the you know the." The Steve McQueen pictures, the background's more blurry. I'm like, well, he was driving faster, <laughs> wasn't he, Jace? She's like, so, like yeah. so Stephen gives the grin and then just floors it. Oh yeah, yeah. And I and bear in mind, I mean, an old old car doesn't have a seatbelt, and yeah. I'm like, I'm moving myself around to get this side shot, mm. and unbeknown to me, the, the back of my jeans had like hooked into the door door handle. 
So anyway, so we're going along. We're doing, I don't know, 50, 60, whatever. And all of a sudden, the door fucking swings out. Sorry, swings out. Um, I know, we are explicit here on Daddy okay, OFM. Right, there will be no beeping. So yeah. anyway, so we're, we're heading up PCH. The door swings out, and I'm going with it. And I'm yeah. like, fuck, and fucking I'm still not- shooting. And like... My assistant, thank God, grabs me and like pulls me back in as a truck goes the other way. Oh, bloody hell. And, and Jace just looks at me and laughs. I'm like, this isn't a film, Jace. This isn't a film. He's like, ah. And it's like, but, you know, I, but again, I got the shot and it's, yeah, yeah whatever. But that was, there's fun times. It's like the day I nearly died. Yeah, you might have to have another, another little, some sort of monitor so you can actually see where you are. So you've nearly had your head taken off by a line and your head taken off by a truck so far. So. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe well, look uh, outside the camera every now and then. Yeah, so, yeah <laughs> pay attention to the real world, yeah. eh? So you seem to have shot the shot a lot in America and uh, mostly between New York and L- and LA and I see you out here quite a bit now, but you were you you started off in the UK in London. What 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 brought you out to the states? Um, I think if you go back to the, the the whole sort of face thing and the Diddy thing. It's like that started off a, a bunch of shoots that for a lot a lot of magazines and a lot of record labels were involved like talent in the US. So like it, invariably every month I'd be flying to New York or to LA to shoot. You know like I don't know. I'm not going to start name dropping, but you know. That's why we're here. Let's yeah. have some names. Well, it's, you know, it's like it was night back in the day. It was a really cool shoot we did with the Chili Peppers, like on the beach oh, cool. out here in Santa Monica. Yeah. And then I've, you know, Foo Fighters a, a few times and stuff. And it was great. And uh, my New York agent at the time was like, well, you know, you're out all the time. You know, you, you're lucky enough you've got a green card. Um, so why don't you come? come and stay for three months? Um, and I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. And And to be honest, it's kind of like I never really, well, I didn't actually go back to live. <laughs> I just packed up the house and, and brought everything over. It's, uh, there was one, I guess it was one sort of defining sort of moment. It's like, much as I love working for all the English magazines and stuff, like budgets, yeah. budgets got tighter and tighter. Yeah. And you're, you're challenged to create something cool mm. on, you know, on a smaller budget. And I, remember, and, and, and I think you have such a, a great cinematic um, vision that, it, that it's, it's often difficult to achieve that on, on, on the yeah, small budgets yeah, that it, you, you, you're given a lot it's, of it's kind of, Yeah, it, could, it can be frustrating. I mean, you can still get great stuff in the studio, mm. don't get me wrong. It's, you, you're talking about amazing people, so it's all about yeah. them. But, yeah, um, and that's it. I mean, I'm a, you know, as you well know, I'm, a, I'm, a, well, I'm not even a closet nerd. I'm a full-on <laughs> nerd. So, like, I, I grew up on, like, you know, movies, video games, and comics. Yeah. And um, I remember being in a meeting for Spin Magazine, and we're talking about shooting a cover with Moby. Yeah. And I had this idea. There's, a, there's an amazing uh, Miracle Man cover, which is a, a, an English comic written by Alan Moore. And it was about, like, an English superhero called Big Ben. And Big Big Ben is like he's very English. He's in a pinstripe suit, and there's this shot of him floating in the sky. And I, you know, I pitched, oh, yeah. uh, pitched, pitched this to uh, to Spin, yeah. and they're like, okay, yeah, we'll get we'll get a stunt guy in and the harness, and we'll <laughs> we'll get the suit and we'll get it cut so Moby can wear it. And Moby was down with it. So all of a sudden, I'm I've got a stunt crew and I've got Moby on a harness swinging in front of my camera. I'm you're, like, right, you're probably like, sort of like I uh, like this shit. Yeah, this you probably started out thinking that you're going to just you know have him jump in the air and time yeah, it correctly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like yeah, if you just hop up. Moby and, and we'll do it all in post. But he, he was there floating, like oh, giving amazing. it his all. Uh, and where did and you it, shoot that? That was uh, that was in I think it was Pier Fifty Nine or Milk okay. or something in, in New York and stuff. Yeah, back in the day. Oh, cool. Um, it's probably before Milk actually. Um, but yeah, that was that was great. And it was like that was it was like oh this is it. I can actually mm. all those dream images that I've scribbled and sketched really mm. badly, according to my old lecturers, um, <laughs> can can now have fruition. And yeah. um, and it sort of went from there. And then there was jobs for EW where it's like, you know, you've got a cast of 20 and you, you know, you're just lighting a whole, you know, like a 50 foot set. And yeah, and um, it's, uh, it, it, you know, it was... uh, James and I go go way back and and um, and uh, you do have some of the largest uh, uh, equipment orders I've ever seen. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, well, what was, uh, what's the record number of lights you think you've the, actually had on a set? Uh, we, let me see. The well, Empire was pretty epic because I mean, this is the thing. It, the, even though you just see the one shot of them on Lion, yeah. on with the lions, we actually built for that campaign. We built seven sets and lit seven sets. Oh, really? Wow! And Fox, they just choose one right. on that. So that we were over two stages at Siren here in LA. Um, 
I guess, 40 packs and heads <laughs> for two to three days. Fantastic. So um, how, much did you, how long did you have with the, uh, the talent on that one? That was great. I mean, we had the whole cast um, oh, of like 10 or 12 of them. Yeah. And we had all day. Oh, good. But it's like, you think about it, you're cycling through seven sets with individual yeah. talent. So the, the you know, producer is amazing. We have this shot list of like... Um, you know, you've got 15 minutes with Taraji here. You've got yeah. 15 minutes with Terence here. You've got to move on to this person on this set, back to this. Back to, it, be, it becomes a military operation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but it's, yeah, it's it's a bit different from the, let's just shoot on the street with one light back, <laughs> back in the day for ID. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm not adverse to that. And there is definitely, there are times when, you know, that is the way to go. I mean, like I did, many a time I'll do that. We'll be in a, in a studio and it's like, can I just take you outside and get something nice? Yeah. I did, did that with Idris, and it's like, it's some of the best shots of the day. It's like just walking the streets with Idris Elba's like, psh. And I'm, I'm finding that's interesting as well as, you know, when when things are, are tighter and tighter with the budgets and time, it, it's actually refreshing that you can still just go outside and with the camera, you yeah. and the talent, and, 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 and get a great photo there. And and, and I, I love the big productions, but I also, you know, juxtaposed to that, I love like it's the small intimate. Yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'll tell you, and talent love it as well. Yeah. If you contain them in a room, like on a seamless background, yeah. like you can see boredom. Yeah, you can see it rolling in, yeah. rolling over the hill very quickly. And it's yeah. like if you turn around and say, "Look, let's take a break, man. Let's just yeah. take a walk down the block." Yeah, like, fuck it. Let's just go and see what happens. And do you like to do? do you, are they happy to dump all the entourage and and have, uh, to, a to to an extent? Yeah. You know, there, there will always be a groomer and a security yeah. guy in tow right. if need be. Right, but, right, right. You know, but it's, by this point, you've earned the trust of the publicist yeah. and management, and they. You know they get what you're doing, so like they, you know, they let you know if the if the the star feels at ease with you and they want to do it, then they'll do it. But yeah. you know, and it's it's kind of nice. It's always a nice end cap, I think, to a shoot when you can actually do something, you know, free form off the bat. So yeah, absolutely. Um, and let's uh, let's talk about uh, stuff that you've been doing now. And uh, James, as I mentioned earlier, is out here oh, yeah. uh, shooting the. Uh, uh, the new lineup for uh, Netflix for all the the uh, the Netflix produced uh, series. Um, tell us about the day. Who did you who did you have on set? Um, who did we have on set yesterday? We had uh, a, an epic like I'm like I love like westerns and stuff. And we had Sam Elliott, like, oh, yeah. one of you know the the classic cowboy looking yeah. guys ever. And it's like and bless him, like Sam comes in and he's like quite again one of these like put him in a white white. Um, studio and he's like a little bit conscious and i'm like no no yeah. you're great you're great and he's like oh, a little bit i'm like dude you're fucking sam elliott man and he just <laughs> smiled at me and then that was it and then we just we just got on with it and stuff and it's like that was that was pretty pretty special right but, um and then it was just a real mix actually and then we had um ashton kutcher was in there and I, oh, cool. ashton, ashton and i'm just like i we just had a little girl as well and ashton's got 15 month old not together oh, uh, no no yeah actually no yeah let's stop that right now let's, <laughs> let's stop that rumor do not tweet that um, so both have, have, we're both like sleep deprived at the moment, <laughs> but like grinning like fools. Um, <laughs> but that was, you know, that was nice. And it's, you know, he's like, I've never shot him before. And he's like very, he was very cool. I was surprised how cool he was actually. Very good. Yeah. Uh, the one guy I wanted to talk to you about was one of my favorite characters <laughs> from um, The Walking Dead. Not that was... you're obsessed with The Walking Dead, no, no, Jonathan. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. How many podcasts <laughs> do you listen to a week? I think mm -hmm. I am signed up to three podcasts a week, but I'm I'm cutting them down, and uh, uh, but, yes. but that's only during the season. I don't listen in the Walking Dead Anonymous. Yeah, and we may be doing one in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We can we can argue about that one. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, the guy that played Shane, yeah. what's his name? John bon uh, Bernthal. John Bernthal. Yeah, yeah how yeah. was he? He, he he's, he's he's amazing. I mean, like, I mean, he's got that kind of face that he's just dream to shoot. He's like yeah. just hard as nails, but such a nice guy. He's like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like so funny. Oh, so he's not so cool. the, the psychotic uh, guy. Not the that psychotic was on, kill, no. killer that you want to, your son to put a bullet in his head. No, no, not quite. Um, yeah. But he's he's loving. He's actually playing the Punisher on Daredevil. So oh, okay. um, yeah, so he he's perfectly cast. I think so. He will be playing a psychotic killer. Oh, there you go. But there, but as a superhero. Yeah. Um, but no, he's he's kind of funny because he just. He he was just giving it all, and he was yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, I used to be a swimwear model, dude." And he's like, <laughs> telling these stories about him and his, you know, and his, 
like trunks and stuff and it was just like it's just one of those moments that you know not sure if i can share much more details it's like there's a classic you know classic, i think there's yeah, a story um, about excess hair no well yes yeah yeah anyway. well, well let's not go yeah, there let's not, yeah. <laughs> again for another day maybe, yeah so, exactly yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, all around. I mean, Netflix are an amazing client. They're like, they're, mm. and again, well-oiled machine, and like you know, they treat you really well and, yeah. uh, and give give you a good budget to do stuff. Right. So I mean, again, it was like you know, ten fifteen minutes with each piece of talent. But we've got two sets lit. We've got ideas, yeah, and you know, and everything. And it's um, it, you know, it was nice. I think it was like like twenty two people. Oh wow, so it's like okay. pretty, pretty mad. Yeah, mad and 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 on a day like that, it, it, are you just running on adrenaline? Uh, you know, how much adrenaline, planning do coffee, you have? and uh, Coke Zero? Yeah. doing sponsorship today. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's one of those you're in the zone. We've been there the yeah. day before, and we pre-lit it, and we've yeah. talked it through with the client, and we got these concepts for you know the groups and this, that, and yeah. other, and you. But well, it's um, just game day, isn't it? Yeah, it's exactly. Like you, you can do all the training, all yeah. the preparation, that's but a, you, you just got to go out and perform that's now. That's a very good analogy. That's a very yeah. good way of putting it. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's like Super Bowl Sunday you yeah. play every, every time you do it. I mean, it's uh, it's yeah adrenaline is running high and you're excited and like and 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 it's just refreshing because you get new talent coming in mm. and excited to do it and and they're you know they're seeing themselves on the monitor and it's looking yeah. great and they're loving it and uh and it's just uh yeah it's it's kind of, you know it's a nice flow it's i mean i i prefer that to these days where you sit around and wait for right. five hours yeah for talent to give you like 20 minutes because yeah. it's like you you because you you become like a uh circus like uh, ringmaster because I'm trying right. to keep the energy level yeah. up in the studio like with all my crew because they, these guys have been in there for hours they've lit it they're yeah. exhausted yeah. and now they've got time just to sit around mm. and, I, and it's like and you've just got to you you keep, keep energy, the energy yeah. flowing and stuff because at any moment they're like you get the call on the walk you're like okay so and so is walking a set right. in two minutes you're going to have to hit these in ten minutes and then they're out and yeah. uh and it's it's all that so it's just keeping the energy flowing so a day when you've got 22 people back to back yeah I, I prefer it in yeah. a way because it's like I mean I've, I've got OCD so I don't you know I don't, <laughs> so I'd rather just have something new to shoot every like twenty minutes it's like good so, yeah exactly so I want to just uh, touch on 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 your inspiration as as a photographer so you were saying before you're a bit of a nerd you like uh, comics and movies and and well. Graphic novels, we shall call them. Oh, um, yes, yes. Highbrow, high, high uh, illustrated, uh, uh, yes, yeah. no, novellas. Novellas. Yeah. So how do, how, and, and those are, are, are really kind of strong image-based um, mediums. So how, do, how do you think that bleeds into your inspiration well, or drives your inspiration? I think, I mean, I didn't uh, initially think it did, and then I, th right. I look back and look at how I can crop stuff and angles and yeah. the stuff I use, and then I, you know, I love you know movies and like and i i spend it's like sometimes i'll watch a film and i i'm looking in the reflection in the eyes right and like at how many catch lights are there, right. how, that, how that was lit right and the, and then like the color grading on this so for instance yeah. i'm watching the moment a uh, man in the high castle on right. amazon which is like phenomenally like the art direction and the lighting and the, the color and everything is beautiful and it's like and i find myself spending more time analyzing right the visual structure of it than actually following the plot, which <laughs> means I have to watch it twice. But um, but yeah, so I, you know that is the kind of things that inspires me um, a great deal. It's, you know, yeah. if I you know I've got something coming up and it's like okay, well I I think oh you know, something will ping in my mind and I'll go back and I'll watch mm. something or I'll I'll pick up like an old old comic or something. And I'll go oh, and, yeah. and and at those reference, do you find that you you often realize the, that you're referencing something after you shoot it? Do you see what uh, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, it's like, a subconscious like, thing, and, like, oh. and it's like, oh, yeah, oh, shit. Oh, no, no, so oh. Um, I, I don't know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I look back and go, oh, okay, like, I can see, like, somebody go, oh, that looks like time. I go, oh, yeah, it does, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I'm, I'm very lucky and actually. To and be not, that, not that that's sort of like, oh, I, I've been no, ripping I've it off, but it's, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but it's just, yeah. it's, it's what I, I guess what, what I'm getting at is, is the, there's this, uh, I've been listening to these podcasts about neuropla neuroplasticity, which is, which is this idea that your subconscious is always working on the, on ideas when you're not, and they, they kind of put it forward as, as your mind is a bit of a, a, a cauldron, and, mm -hmm. and where bits of, of things that, that you take in. 
in your daily life and in your past, all just in this cauldron, the, 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 the movies you watch, the, the, the uh, comics, graphic novels you've been reading, and all, all come into this, co this cauldron. So have a brain stew stirring exactly. around upstairs. And, and, then, yeah. and then the subconscious pushes up these ideas uh, when, they're, when they're needed. So I, yeah, I think that, 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 that it's, it's not only about photographs that, you're, that, that you look at, but the, 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 you know, the life you lead and your, your outside interests that, that kind of contribute to what you do as a photographer. So, yeah, yeah. Does that mean uh, I, I legitimately can... Uh, Watch and play as many video games as I that's want. Exactly so, right. yeah, that's exactly right. But I think that some of your, but I think that's exactly right because they're yeah, so cinematic now. Yeah. And the, and and I and I see some your photos. Uh, there's a great movement, great action in it, and and some of them do look like a, you know a classic frame oh. from a, from a graphic novel, and and I think that really does come into your to your photography. Yeah. No thanks. I mean, it's yeah. I I do, and I like I. I'm not. I'm not going to take that highbrow of like, oh yeah, I only watch Fellini or yeah. like, or like <laughs> Coppola is the best, and they are amazing directors. But I will put my hands up and say I fucking loved watching Michael Bay movies. Yeah, and it's like if you get over the top, he knows he's doing over the top, yeah. but he does it so well. And like for yeah. me, from the action point, you know, and it's mm. like, as you know from certain sort of shoot that you actually modeled in, yeah. it's like we, <laughs> you right. know, it's um, right. we. You know, I, I love I love that over the top explosive sort of action movie. Yeah. Thing. I mean, like my dream job would be to direct. You know, like action movies. Yeah, so I like. I yeah. hands down. I mean, that's, I, that's and that comes I through with the 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 layering in the photos and 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 just the movement and the, in the and they're very dynamic and yeah and so I, I see that kind of action thing and you know, other photogra photographers are darker and, and quieter and they've they've watched obviously watched other movies and had other influences and, and equally but 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 I think you know watching big production films and having that. You know, bleed into your consciousness and your photos is is equally yeah. as valid and really you know really I'm, cool I'm thing. Quite, I'm quite fortunate to live in the time that we do with like with great people like you know Netflix and obviously the world yeah. the world it is with Disney sort of by Marvel and stuff yeah. and it's like it's all, all these comic books that I read that were were they're mature comic books etc. But now they're being picked up for TV yeah. series. It's like it's you know it's. I you know I used to hide the fact that I read comics. Because now it's like, for instance, like the Preacher is like a classic yeah. comic from, yeah. from years ago that uh, is now in production for AMC. I yeah. believe is it AMC? Yeah, I think and it's you know this is happening across the board. So it's like that these two worlds are melting together. It's the same with the, the Marvel, the movies and everything. It's mm. like the, we're now creating epic comic books yeah. on screen and visually we now have the technology to. To make people fly. Uh, and, and, uh, well, that's uh, that's and yeah, and yeah, and make it look realis realistic. Yeah. But but the the thing with those graphic novels and why they are popular is they have great storytelling, great characters, and this, and know. great visuals. And uh, and these days with with such a, uh, you know, when you have the great home theaters, it's like I want to go and see a huge production. Yeah, absolutely, at if you the can movies. see something at IMAX, yeah. and like like we we talked about the Martian and like how yeah. incredible it's like you it's like you actually feel you're on Mars. It's it's so well done. But I saw the Martian in in 3D um, IMAX, the perfect seat, and and there are moments. You wanted to take your helmet <laughs> yeah. off. It's like, yeah. There are moments where I thought that 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 this is. This is what Mars looks like because I, I assume that they really used for you. yeah right they used the, used the photos from from the the rovers and all that to to yeah, and then actual too. real real landscapes they would have used to for the backgrounds Absolutely. and and uh, yeah so it's you know we're in a great time for for movies and all that sort of thing. Which would bring oh, no. me to the point where I'd like to introduce James. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to introduce James. James is going to be our go-to guy coming up in the future. For nerdism. For nerdism. And I don't want to quite put it that, that yeah, way. But, well. but yeah, but I want James to come in and be our go-to guy to discuss, you know, the latest film releases, uh, movie reviews, the latest in technology and entertainment. Uh, that that's coming out and um, and you know we want to he'll come in uh, hopefully once a month and you know we'll chat about what what we've both seen and and have a talk about uh, have a talk discussion and argument about yeah us. exactly yeah. and of course uh, being of the age we are and me uh, the the there's the, been a certain movie yeah <laughs> it's been one of the greatest Christmases I've had in a long time yeah. um, but there it was the release of uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens that we've been waiting to see for a, for a long time yeah I mean I uh, I was I was in a, a 
a conundrum. Basically, I was lucky enough to be invited to the premiere in L.A., um, but unfortunately, my mom was coming into town to to meet the new baby, and it, it was it was touch and go whether I stayed in New York to do the family thing or fly to L.A. But I was, you know, I stayed with the Jedi side. I well, that stayed, is good. Stayed, you stayed with stayed the pure. But I, I was fortunate enough then um, to to be invited to the BAFTA screening the next night in New York. So. And I'd already booked a ticket for the IMAX 3D yeah. the next morning, so <laughs> like within 24 hours, I saw it twice. Quite sadly, but I have uh, to how say, how was the BAFTA, BAFTA screening? BAFTA screening was the, this. What I have to say is like the BAFTA screenings are great because obviously it's members of BAFTA and like it's you know it's it's a little bit like highbrow. People are going mm. there to watch these films and you know to you know to scrutinise their their part of the industry or you know is the set design great? Is it lit well? Blah blah blah, etc. Um, and so we're sat there, all sat down. Everyone's politely sitting down. Right. The lights go down. It, it, you know, the credits roll. Yeah. Star Wars starts drifting up the screen, and there is a cheer. Oh, and really? Like, and my, my, my good friend, <laughs> friend of mine, Julie, who's the CEO of BAFTA, she's like, never get cheers. It's uh, yeah. all very serious. And, and there was there's certain, you know, we're not going to do spoilers here, yeah. but there are certain moments, like when a certain spaceship is seen, and like the whole yeah. room whooped with delight. And yeah. it's so... I mean, I've got goosebumps talking about it now, yeah. sadly. But it's so nice to see people in the industry genuinely so excited uh, yeah. about it as well. Um, there which, are several which, big moments in that film yeah. that, that might, uh, you know, again, we, we are spoiler-free at yeah. this point, that would, would, uh, would definitely elicit some emotion. But I actually shed a little tear when I saw the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what, you know, it's um, so that, that was... That was nice to see it like that, and then the following morning, I I lined up um, in Times Square or wherever I can't remember which one, and I I had to sit there for three hours, even though I had a ticket to make sure I got a good seat. And I'm yeah. started questioning myself. I'm a 43 year old father of two, and I'm sat in line with these people in cosplay. So I think I texted you. Oh, did that you have there was, an outfit on? Did you? I, I did not have an outfit, but there was a fat Princess Leah in attendance, uh, isn't there always? Um, and you know, just so I got the exact right seat to watch yeah. it in 3D IMAX. Yeah. Uh, and all that and it was epic the second time round as well I mean it's like I I have to say I mean I'm a massive fan of J.J. Abrams I love yeah. everything he's done and myself you and a lot of friends were like so happy when we heard he was doing it and I think he's done an incredible job I mean there's a few people who are bitching about certain things but I mean it's he's brought it back to what it should be oh yeah absolutely and, um, and fingers crossed it stays there so, I wanted yeah. to see TIE Fighters X-Wings I wanted to see Stormtroopers and you know I wanted to see all but the you, old characters but you want to see it but you wanted to like see it real and that was the yeah. whole thing is like physical models not yeah. not too much CG where you yeah. can help it and like and I thought it worked really well like the, you know the well we're not going to do spoilers but you know there are there are certain moments and and you you love these characters, I think, already. Mm. I think you have, you feel an attachment to, to Finn and yeah. to, to Ray already. And it's like... You know, and they were, they, were, they were great characters. And she is going to be... Uh, Daisy Ridley mm. is going to be an amazing star going forward. And her performance in, in Star Wars was fantastic. And I already accept her as part of the world and you know and this is a, a movie that I've grown up and seen all six episodes over and over and over again and listen to the soundtrack and and you wonder whether you'll 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 accept these new characters as part of 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 the of the, the Star Wars legend yeah. you know after all these years but I thought they were amazing yeah and John John was great as well Boriego is a good good story a friend of mine um was working with him recently and like um John obviously did Attack the Block, and if you haven't watched Attack the Block, you've got to fucking see it. <laughs> What's Attack the Attack Block? The, no. Oh my god, man! <laughs> like uh, it is a B movie. It's done by um, oh, Joe Cornish, yeah. like, the English director who was like just a comedy guy. He'd like write it. Okay. So basically, it's it's about um, a South London block. You know, oh, okay. you know, like, right, you know, right, right. Pretty ghetto block and yeah. stuff, and all these kids are like you know street gangsters, and like an alien lands. And it's literally, oh, it's yeah, them yeah, yeah, fighting yeah. against this yeah. alien. And it's, it's just, it's like, it's proper South London street fighting versus like alien invasion. Oh, it's that's like, it's hilarious. But, um, but John was saying, I think uh, he had a meeting or he'd met J.J. Abrams recently after this. And J.J. said, you're great. You know, I'd love to put you in something. You know, I hope to have something for you in the future. And this was way, you know, way back in like, and obviously J.J.'s had loads of projects going on and stuff. Mm. And then like John's like, and then, and then he puts me in Star Wars. <laughs> and, um, and, the, and he was you know, my friend was like, so what's the most surreal thing so far about being in Star Wars? And John, like, he goes, the moment that 
I had to sign my own action figure box for my dad. Ah, that's and he fantastic. Said, he said that was the most surreal. Yeah. Like, that's, that's when you made it, when you've got an action figure and yeah. your dad wants yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, that's, that's the future. But yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's a very exciting time for all of us gentlemen of a certain age. It certainly is. Yeah, and so. uh, there will be a, and I can't wait to see the, not the, uh, how do they refer to them? Not the spin-offs, the, um, the oh, standalone the, the, yeah, films. Yeah, standalone movies and, yeah. yeah. I mean, and so there's have... going to be Star Wars every, uh, you know, film. Yeah, I just, I just worry about, let's not, you know, let's not fuck it up guys and like just right. overkill it. You know, yeah. it's one of those things like, yeah, they come back each year and it's like, I don't, yeah. I don't want people to, to be bored yeah. with it. So. I find with it, the, there's so much I want to see done in that world i'm really interested to see the the next one that come out come out is is rogue squadron oh, yeah. is, which That's is the first spin-off phenomenal. and the rumor i've somebody told me this rumor this is just a rumor mm. but um they reckon vader's in it oh well. really yeah, i had yeah. not heard that well, and, if you think um, about the logic the whole the whole plot is about you know it's the bothan spies stealing the plans right. to many bothan spies <laughs> died to bring you this um how was that for a voiceover That's jj um and um <laughs> So the, the so obviously it's set to I guess a couple of years before like episode four the New Hope and stuff a New Hope excuse me um, and and so therefore you would figure obviously that the Empire is fully intact at this mm. point and and Vader's running shit yeah so it would make sense exactly yeah and so the director is uh, Gareth Edwards who did Godzilla amongst other things but I think the what they're going to try and approach it uh, they're going to approach it as just like a war film that's set in the Star Wars universe, so it'll be hopefully more gritty and more adult and, and more grown up. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I mean, it would be epic. I mean, we're, we're already, I mean, like The Force Awakens has some dark moments in it, yeah. and it's quite like, and it, in my mind, brings it in line with the Empire, which, yeah. the Empire Strikes Back, which is like pretty much the best. So, I mean, mm. I think if they travel down that route, yeah, and I, you know, I, it's almost like this next one will be, yeah, it's like a, like you say, it's it's almost like a Black Hawk Down in the space world. Right, kind of right, like, right, you know, right. That, that would be my dream scenario. It's yeah, like, you know, you just it's like it's gritty. It's like boots on the ground. Yeah, fight, you know, fighting. So, on. but we'll, you know, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I, I was with, with, with few, Well, we are few, not long yeah. to wait, son. <laughs> not long to wait. Less than a year. <laughs> but, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was totally relieved. I, I, once I heard that JJ was, um, and I call him JJ, once I heard Personal that JJ friend, Abrams right? was in in charge and would be uh, producing going forward the the, the, the so. next two. Kathleen Kennedy's. Kathleen Kennedy knows, yeah. knows what she's doing. Yeah, and they do. And, and once I heard that those guys were on board, I was just like sat back and waited and looked forward to it. No worries and. And finally, and I love George Lucas, but... Um, Your time has passed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he wanted actually, apparently I heard he wanted the characters, the main characters of, uh, of The Force Awakens to be younger, to be like in their mid-teens, uh, yeah. which, was to, no, which is why I'm like, glad that, that he's sold and I will yeah. always appreciate him for creating the, the world, but I'm glad that J.J. was in charge and to, to, to have them as they are. I thought all the characters were I think there was, a, there was a good quote from George Lucas. He said, um, he when, when he made Star Wars and in, earlier in his career, he, he felt that it was like looking through a pair of binoculars. He was very focused mm. on what was down the line. And this, right. this is what... That's the story. Yeah, that's the story. And then he, he said in reflection now... It's almost like, like as you know, further down the end of his career, it's mm. like, okay, I'm now looking through the other end of these binoculars, and I'm right. seeing the bigger picture. Right. And you know, I think that was his way of understanding that you know, it's a bigger picture and it's time. And so, just to wrap up, it, it's uh, great to have you here on oh, board at Daddy OFM, James. Good to, good to be down here, son. Good to be here. And um, yeah, and what I hope uh, with the with the program is to have uh, regular guests to come in and do their own thing, and and to kind of hand over the reins to other people. And you're a brave and, man. <laughs> and so, James will be back uh, once a month. I hope to bring bring some interesting news stories from the entertainment world and world of technology and photography, computer games, and all that sort of thing for those that are interested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you'll know what this episode is about next time. And you can delete it from your... Uh... 
yeah. Um, but please send, send in <laughs> please your <don't>. yeah. suggestions. <laughs> send in your comments, suggestions, uh, daddyofm at gmail still at the moment, uh, daddyofm at gmail.com. James, if you'd like to give us your uh, various uh, social media and where people can get in touch with you. Um, yeah, sure, sure. Obviously, it's jamesdimmock.com. Uh, it's your personal that's website. That's my personal website. Yeah. Um, so that's always a good one. And then, yeah, on the obvious, on the old Twitter and the old Instagram, it's, uh, yeah, James Dimmock. So, at James Dimmock. So that's at James Dimmock and jamesdimmock.com. Well, thanks again, mate. It's been great having you yeah, here. Nice I'm really good to, good come to down, see you. Fella. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I look forward to having you back on again soon I with, hope with I can all return. the news. Yes. <laughs> all right, man. All right, good mate. to be here. See, see you later. later. Bye bye. Well, thanks for joining us and thank you, James. Look out for his next episode and our chat about the Oculus Rift, the 3D virtual reality goggles that will change the world. It's been an exciting couple of weeks here at Daddy OFM and we are committing to a new show every week. We hit the podcast charts and then kept climbing. We cracked the top 200 in fashion and beauty, hit 167, then 143, and we are now at number 104 worldwide. So get on board the crazy train and join us here at Daddy OFM. You are a part of something. We're building our pirate ship, and with your help, we'll bring you the most interesting minds and talent from the creative industries. Tell your friends to tune in, and if you really want to help the show, please go to iTunes and leave a review. Tune in next week for our chat with Nikki Zimmerman, who is showing this Friday at New York Fashion Week. Daddy OFM will be periscoping the show live. Thanks again to James. Follow us on Instagram and check out all the show notes at Daddy OFM Facebook page. Taking us out is Ozzy Osbourne with Crazy Train.